0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. We made it, folks. We did the regular season. It actually happened. We are through it. All 256 games, including the epic Sunday night matchup between the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team. Joining me to break it down. All Week 17's action, because it all happened on Sunday. Ryan Wilson and Nate Sudfeld. Oh, sorry. John Breach. What's up, fellas? You said 256 games?
1: Yeah, 255 and a half.
2: (laughs) Uh, Ryan's being generous. I say, like, 255.2.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So, you're going to take out the Bills and the Steelers, or like what?
1: No, we're just talking about the very last game of the season. The
2: Eagles. Oh, okay. Okay. That doesn't. Count. You're wearing your Eagles green to suck up the Debo, which I don't know why. Debo already likes you. He said you're his best friend on the podcast. Is it because we owe you twenty dollars and you want to use that money to Holy buy 30. new clothing? You champ! You champ! The Washington football team wins. Princeton, you have to buy a Washington football team tank top. I
0: should have already Venmoed me the twenty bucks, man. What's going on? Well,
2: I'm, I'm going to be. La- I don't have a Venmo account anymore.
3: Pete said what? just to forward the money to him.
0: Nah, he's not getting paid. I got hacked oh. by Prisco. I have told him I won a bunch of money in draft case today and I'm still not paying him.
1: All right. So set the stage of what happened. I want to hear Debo's explanation for what happened. Is that
0: what we're going to go into first? Yes. It just happened.
1: Then we can talk playoffs. Well, I mean, you can't talk playoffs now. And then come back and talk about why well, the this Eagles- will,
2: this will be the segue to
1: playoffs okay.
0: because right. one of the well, teams got into playoffs. That's right. The final, uh, playoff team that, that, uh, that made the postseason was the Washington football team. Uh, Ron Rivera beat cancer and won the division his first year as head coach of the fighting Washingtonians or whatever they're gonna call themselves sounds like they actually might continue uh, going on with Washington football team but I digress seven and nine they win the division and they are going to the playoffs and they won by beating the Philadelphia Eagles in what um, what emerges as a highly controversial football game because after removing tons of players, uh, including Fletcher Cox, Miles Sanders, uh, Deshaun Jackson, guys who were banged up, um, and made them inactive and Carson Wentz also inactive. The That'll Philadelphia Eagles promptly pulled Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld, leading to cr- out, out, an outcry of anger and rage from Giants fans, salty Giants fans who could not believe that the Eagles didn't want to do him a solid. That the integrity of the, the National Football League had been tarnished and tainted by Doug Peterson playing Nate Sudfeld over Jalen Hurts. And, um. Wait a second. You're skipping over some highlights here. First of all, Jalen Hurts
1: did not throw well. Granted, he was seven to 20 when he came out early in the fourth quarter. He did run for two touchdowns. He
0: was seven to 20. Wow. Yeah. Terrible. He did
1: run for two touchdowns. They were leading 14 to 10 at one point. They got the ball down to the five yard line, had fourth and goal to go. And a, they were trailing 17-14. They went for it. Didn't get it. And then the next thing you know, the football team comes down, kicks field goal 2014, and then early in the fourth quarter. On comes Nate Sudfeld. There's some questions. you're the biggest
0: conspiracy theorist on this podcast, and suddenly you're like, ah, eh, what's the big deal, guys? Well, all right, uh, a couple of things from my perspective. Um, <clears throat> one, Giant, I mean, why, I don't get why the Giants fans are mad and the Giants players no. like, how dare you? It's like, you have, you have to win the division yourselves. It's not up to the Eagles to gift wrap the division for you. Two, if Tua, if Tua, if Jalen Hurts tears his ACL in the fourth quarter what you... of that game, what is the reaction? Nothing. You tried to win the game what? with the best player you had. What are you talking You're about? You're eliminated from the playoffs. And then three, The difference between the sixth pick and the ninth pick, or the sixth, fifth, and the tenth pick, uh, and I am not exactly sure which one they were going to get. It would have been six and nine, six and nine. Uh. Um, is two like two hundred fifty eight draft points? That is the equivalent of like a a late second round pick. I mean, that's a pretty valuable commodity. All right,
1: before Debo and four, I I want to hear.
2: I want to hear Breach explain why you're crazy. Hey Giants or hey Eagles or whatever. Uh, look. It was all crazy. The whole thing was crazy. Wilson, before the podcast, one of the things we talked about was the Steelers bench their starters. No one is complaining about that on Twitter. You know who could be complaining about it? The Miami Dolphins fans. They could be saying, well, if Ben Roethlisberger would have been playing, Pittsburgh probably wins that game because they almost won with Mason Rudolph. And if the Steelers win that game, then Miami's in the playoffs instead of Cleveland or something like that. They're, they're, or I don't know if that's the exact scenario.
0: What about the, what about what about Colts fans who were like, "Oh my god, like the Steelers are going to rest their players and the Bills are going to rest their players, and we're going to lose that's and we're going to miss the playoffs."
1: You know what's a terrible argument? Why? Because the Steelers and the Bills have something to play for. The Eagles—they have to play next week. The Eagles are playing for jobs, literally playing for jobs. Rolling out Nate Sudfeld after going with
2: Jalen Hurts for three quarters. Makes no sense. I know. We should Yeah. Have well, been, that, uh, you can. Everybody else wins their job. The quarterback job is the one that hasn't been won. I don't. I, I can't believe you made are, the are side with right now. You
1: Debo. You give us your thoughts. Why reach gets his mind back in order.
2: Look,
3: Doug Peterson has not done a lot of smart things this season. Putting mm. Nate Sudfeld in was borderline brilliant. He's <laughs> playing with backups, anyways. The franchise is better off for having the 6th overall pick and 4 wins than the ninth overall pick and 5 wins. There's no difference in getting 5 wins. Giants fans should be mad at Evan Ingram for dropping something that Brinson, Breach, and Wilson could catch.
1: That's a good dunk.
3: Save save the fake outrage towards Doug Peterson. Don't pretend to be all, all righteous for the sanctity of the game. You don't care about that stuff, all these people on Twitter. Uh, you would do the same thing. I, I promise you, if I was an Eagles fan, and Ryan, I said this, if the Eagles had played the Cowboys earlier today, they had beaten them, they were in the spot that the Giants were in, and the Giants were playing the Washington football team with nothing to play for, would I be upset at the outcome of it if Joe Judge did the same thing? Yes. Would I blame Joe Judge for doing that for the betterment of his organization? Not at all. It was, I don't know, it's, it's mind-boggling to me like Breach said, the Bills, the Steelers. I mean, Chad Henney started today. That's that's okay. That's only okay because the Chargers had nothing to play for. So if the Chargers were fighting for something, we should have expected Mahomes to play, even though the Chiefs had nothing to play for. I, I don't get it. Integrity seems to only matter when a division title is on the line for, for one team, but not in the other games. I, I don't understand everything around this.
2: And I wait, I, I do agree mostly with that because it does seem that Debo and I agree here. But one thing I will say about the weirdness of Doug Peterson is that if I'm a player for him, I maybe I don't respect him as much because I feel like I want my coach to put out the best possible. I might not be around when you're getting the sixth Great. or ninth pick right, when you're building for the future. If I'm on the field playing tonight, I want to win tonight. Wilson, this is the part where you said guys are out there playing for their jobs. So
1: are the Steelers? players and the Bills players, did they hate Sean McGerman and Mike
2: Mike Tomlin like they might lose respect for them? Well, the Steelers were already locked into a playoff spot. They understood. That's what I said. Go ahead. well, Well, right. But I'm saying the scenario I brought up wasn't that I was saying that Dolphins fans might hate the Steelers And the Steelers understood the situation that we, hey, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. We have not had a bye all year. This is in our best interest for us to rest our starters so that people get... That's different. This was not in the Eagles' best interest uh, if you're a player on the team. It might be overall for the organization because they get a higher pick, but if I'm a player on the team who is in that game, I'm pissed off because I'm saying we had a chance to win. Like I'm not going to reap the benefits of us getting a sixth pick versus ninth pick. I might not be on this team next year. I want to win this game tonight so those are the guys that maybe don't respect Doug Peterson as much. So from that sense, uh, you know, maybe it hurts Peterson a little, but in the big picture for the Eagles organization, you know, the way he coached is the way he coached and it worked out. Maybe you're pissed off tonight, but I don't think that's going
3: to linger. I don't think Doug Peterson has lost respect for the rest of his career. I mean, how many times do we hear in in football and sports that it's it's just a business? Players have to understand that at this point. Doug mm. Peterson was doing what was in the best business interests for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I say, players don't don't take. It's the decision makers that put them in the positions to to lose the games. The, the Jets were not the players were not trying to take like Breach said, players—they they don't know their job security the next year. They don't care about getting the second overall pick when they're not guaranteed to be on the team. That could—it doesn't really matter to them. But—but but the respect factor, I don't think it lingers beyond tonight. I don't think free agents are not going to sign with the Eagles, or, or draft prospects aren't going to want to be drafted by the Eagles because of something Doug Peterson did in a meaningless game that ultimately helped the franchise.
1: Uh, uh, let me just say quickly, yeah. if. And maybe Doug Peterson talked to the GM and the owner and the players and they all knew what was going on. It was weird to watch in real time only because Jalen Hurts came out there and was able to do some things. He wasn't great. Debo throwing the ball will will tell you as much. But I think if Nate Sudfeld starts that game, no one gives a crap. It is what it is. Like He's like, I'm going to start Nate Sudfeld. I want to see what he has. He said he it was leaked out that he was going to play him. I understand that, but the timing seems super weird. Going forward on that fourth down seems super weird. Um, it just seemed like he didn't care. That's what it seemed like.
0: He, I mean, it was, I mean, I think that we're probably, I I just feel like people are reading a little too much. Like, like, let
1: me ask you this. I asked uh breach and Diva this before he came on. What was more egregious? What we saw on Sunday night or the way the jets Raiders game ended in terms of tanking or whatever you want to call it weirdness.
0: Oh, I would think. I would, uh, I would say the uh, the Eagles thing. Yeah, Jet was it taking. They fired the defensive coordinator. who called Cover Zero after the game. Well, imagine if, if
1: you know the 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 Eagles were out of it in Week Twelve or whatever, and this game happened in Week Twelve. I mean, there would be serious questions about what's going on.
2: I do think the NFL will make a change going forward, and it will be that the game that gets flexed to Sunday night both teams will have to have something on the line. Now, I'm not kidding. That is going to be the change because the only two options for this game were Washington and Philadelphia and the Rams-Cardinals. Uh, Rams-Cardinals tonight, both teams would have had something on the line, and it would have been completely different. Because remember, this Week 17 wasn't always divisional games. That's only been going on since 2010. And the reason it happened is because in 2009 – Bengals Jets got flexed to Sunday night. The Bengals that year were in the same situation Steelers were in this year where they could flop between like the two, three, and four seeds, but they already they couldn't get the are the three and four seeds. They couldn't get a bye. So they didn't really care. The NFL assumed they would play people. Bengals said everyone. Jets won thirty-seven-nothing. NFL changed the rules after that saying we're only doing divisional games going forward. So I could see them deciding after this game that we're only putting a game there if something is on the line for both teams.
0: Yeah, Bray, how much? Wasn't... That's a good point. If this wasn't an island game, are we even having this
2: conversation? Exactly. If this was a one p.m. today, no one. If, if this didn't play the same time as the Giants Cowboys game, no one cares.
1: You play all the games at 8 fifteen on week seventeen.
2: I agree with that. Or a.m. a.m.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say or one p.m. It doesn't matter. I guess you play them all at the same time.
0: I mean, look, I I think that it. I mean, I think you look at the game and you're like, would it be shocking if they were purposely trying to just take the L? No, not at all. I mean, they, it benefits the franchise. Um, is that a little squeeze? Does it make you a little squeamish in terms of the integrity factor of it? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, you, you know, you don't like to see that because it's not, it's not good for the game. Am I going to indulge Giants fans for this? No, that's my beef. Like quit your whining. You're like, oh, God, they, like, I mean, like, let, let's, like, let's read some of these ridiculous things um let's see nick costos wrote uh (laughs) f doug peterson f he just said that's a different one i was looking for the one where he said uh i hate doug peterson so traumatic i hate doug peterson more than i've ever hated anyone adam Azer. So, my new hope for this game, Adam is our colleague who's a Giants fan, uh, my new hope for this game, knowing that the Giants will have a better draft pick by finishing second in the division rather than winning it, I hope the Giants draft some horrible player in round one who only has good games against the Eagles every single year. He just destroys them. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I mean, he, he's got
3: bad takes on bad takes, and that just, you know, is added to the bunch.
0: Yeah. Um, Like, Eagles fans aren't mad, right, Diva? No. He feels mad. He's mad the Giants fans are rolling the
3: league. I've told you guys, I have not gotten a lot of enjoyment out of this 2020 season. <laughs> um, Eagles taking a 17 nothing lead over Washington in week one is up there. Jalen Hurts beating the Saints is up there. And this night is probably number three for me, honestly, in terms of the enjoyment <laughs> I got out of just these Giants losers on social media.
0: Um, let's see. Uh, are there any more worthwhile tweets that we need to you
1: look for that? I think Debo's right. No one cares about this at the end of the day after, you know, tomorrow. Or well, my we'll- buddy
0: Zeke was asking me, he was like, do you think this will linger into the off season? No. Like, no, it's not, it
1: will not, it will not linger into the week.
3: I mean, I, I, Root for another team in Philadelphia and another sport that they forced the general manager and president out of the organization for for tanking. There's nothing along those lines that's going to ha- happen because of one quarter of one game in this instance. There'll be talk about a draft pick. It's it's not going to happen.
1: Here's here's what will linger: Carson Wentz talk. And if with this pick that they tank to get number six, the Eagles draft a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, by the way, the, uh, our, uh. The Giants our, our, went
2: six and 10. Like they have no bone to pick with anyone. So just. <laughs>
0: Devo's tweet. Don't steal Devo's tweet.
2: He was. Your season's over. Well, I mean, just look at their schedule. Like they lost a game to the Cowboys where Dak Prescott got, got injured. Andy Dalton, not knowing anything, came in and beat them 37-34. Like win that game. You're in the playoffs. Literally win any other game on your schedule. Get that two-pointer against the Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. You're in the playoffs. Like. There were routes to the postseason. You just missed them all. You got in a car wreck instead of taking the right exit.
0: Mm, gruesome. Uh, a couple of tweets I was want to read from our editor, Kevin Steimel. Uh, you're blind Uh-oh. if you don't think this isn't bad for the league. Nobody in the NFC East deserves a spot, but nobody deserves this crap. And what player will want to play for a clown like Peterson ever again? Can't be any respect there after you bust your ass all year, and he just doesn't give a crap. Uh, earlier, he had tweeted, this is an absolute joke. Escort Peterson out of the stadium. Now. <laughs> <laughs> these are great. Oh, these are so good. I read more of Costas's, but they're too filled with F-bombs. And Azers are just like weird. Like, what are you doing? How could you do this to us? It, it's ridiculous. Anyway.
1: Um, By the way, Doug Peterson said, I still have total faith and trust in Carson
0: and myself to get this turned around. Sure, Doug. Uh, did you? Do you? He said that he was trying to playing to win the game. Do you believe him, Debo? <laughs> no, but
3: he's a good liar, and I think he definitely communicated with Jeffrey Laurie and Howie Roseman, and I think this is a clear indication in my mind that he will be back. Because if you pull this move without acknowledging uh, the ownership and the front office, I think you're you're just clearly on your way out. I I think it is was made well known in advance, and like you said, he he told reporters that Nate Sudfeld was going to play. This should not come as a shock.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um he Let me ask there. you this,
1: though, just quickly: what's the explanation for Nate Sudfeld? Like, what's the real explanation? Like, like I just said, Nate Subbel threw two passes in 2018, didn't see the field last year, hadn't thrown a pass until Sunday night.
0: Like, I, what, I, I, think, I think I think Doug probably likes Nate Sudfeld and wanted to give him some time out on the field. This is my
3: so if if the Eagles plan to keep only one of Carson Wentz or, or Jalen Hurts, whoever it may be, for next season, I think there might be something to seeing if if. Nate Sudfeld could legitimately just be a number two. And if you get one quarter to see that, maybe it's, it's silly, but I don't know if we can expect Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts to be on the roster. So you evaluate your backup quarterback in a meaningless fourth quarter in the 256th regular game of the season. I don't mind that. And you got a six pick. It's the difference, it's the difference between Justin Herbert and CJ Henderson. I'd rather have Justin Herbert than CJ Henderson. Like there's, there's a difference there.
0: Well, uh, Brinson said it. 258 draft points. I mean, you could, you could trade down from six to nine and you would get a late second round pick in return. That's Jalen Hurts. Like, it, How out. Uh, by the way, the, um, I thought Greg Rosenthal was pointing this out on Twitter, but the, remember the Buccaneers when yeah. they like Lovie Smith yanked all of his guys? Uh, late in the 2014 season, so they would lock up the top pick. And they claimed they didn't, Ooh. uh. That get, and that blew up
2: in the face. Yeah. Should have taken Mariota. No one cared.
0: Yeah. Except yeah, for... because
1: everyone knew Jameis was going to stink. That's why they thought like, "Yeah, go ahead. Cause, Cause it work. wasn't on Sunday night football. Yeah. That too.
0: Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Uh, okay. All right. That's enough of that, right?
2: I'm sure football team.
0: We talked about that
2: 12 minutes longer than I thought we would.
0: Yeah. Um, so the Washington football team made the playoffs. What a story, man. I mean, Alex Smith has to be comeback player of the year. I think Ron Rivera's probably going to be coach of the year. No, he shouldn't be. Why?
1: Sean McDermott is coach of the year. I mean Ron he's-
0: Rivera beat cancer, so I'll go Ron Rivera.
1: Well, he can be comeback coach of the year. If that's, I mean, that's what we're giving the award out for. I mean, it's a great story that he beat cancer, but in terms of like the best coaching job this year, I don't think he, he did it. He won seven games out of 16.
2: I mean, Andy Reid literally won double the amount of games that Ron <laughs> Rivera won.
0: I mean, yeah, and he has Patrick Mahomes. So, okay. All right. Anyway, I think Ron Rivera, I think Ron Rivera will win coach of the year. That's, I think he will not go ahead. You want to bet on it? Whoa. We got another match. We all pick
2: a coach who he thinks going to win. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. I think, I think Sean McDermott. I just said that. No, you didn't say that. You said you compared to Sean McDermott, but that's not what you said who you would pick. All right. Uh, We'll all put in 20 bucks. I'll take Ron Rivera.
1: I will pick. Where's my other guy that I was looking at here? Um, my boy Matt LaFour. Nah. Lefort could win. Although he could. Oh, I know. I'll take Kevin Stefanski then.
0: Oh, tricky. That's what I was looking for. Get tricky. He tried to snake you and you snaked breach. Uh, so yeah, Washington, but anyway, Washington made the playoffs. They cut their fir- former first round, uh, first round quarterback <laughs> who they drafted two years ago in the middle of the season. Alex Smith has been fine. And now Washington's going to host. Uh Tampa Bay in a playoff game, and they are, I think they're going to be like ten point dogs here. Do we buy that they can make some noise against Tampa Bay? They yes. opened seven and
1: a half, by the way. Okay, there you go. Because we just talked about it, so I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, here's what I said on HQ. I think they cover, and here's why I think they cover. I don't know who the Buccaneers are. They blew the doors off the Lions. Whoop-de-do. That was a week and a half, two weeks ago, when the Lions literally had no one because um Matthew Stafford, who's apparently Hall of Fame record,ed well, Brinson got hurt on the first series. <laughs> I think the defense in Washington can do a lot of damage. I think Alex Smith has to be healthier than he was on Sunday night. He has to be 80% or 5% better than what he is. Terry McLaurin has to be healthy. Antonio Gibson has to be healthy. And Logan Thomas has to continue to dominate. By the way, I totally forgot Logan Thomas. I knew he was drafted. I forgot he was drafted as a quarterback in 2014. And yeah, he was the tight end until 2016 and four teams later. So, um, yeah. I think they can cover. I don't think they can win. I think um, they can get after Tom Brady for some turnovers and all that in this, and uh, keep it close. But at the end of the day, I think the the Bucks eat it out.
2: Well, and if we've all seen enough Tom Brady in the playoffs to know that the best way to beat him is pressure up front without blitzing. Without blitzing, if your defensive line can get to Tom Brady, you have a chance. And Washington literally has a defensive line built to stop someone. Like Tom Brady. If I'm the Buccaneers, I'm actually thinking this was the worst possible matchup definitely out of the NFC East teams. You wanted and the Giants. It, yeah, he probably did want the Giants uh, to avenge all those Super Bowl losses. But, you know, I'm a little worried. I think this happens. We've seen it happen in NFL history where you go in, about to face a seven-win team, you overlook them, you end up losing. We saw the Seahawks, 10-point underdogs in 2010. They went 7-9. and nine. Beast they quaked. Beast quaked. The Saints out of the playoffs, a little bit different situation, but we saw Ron Rivera lead the seven, eight and one Panthers to a playoff win in 2014. Who's and the quarterback so-
1: then? That was a year before.
2: No, Cam was the quarterback. Cam was the quarterback.
0: Yeah, that was, um, but Carson Palmer, that's when he tours ACL late in the season.
2: And-, and the Cardinals had their backup in. I think it was
0: Brian Lindley, and John Skelton were on there. Yeah. Camp. By the way, the oh, last still seven, uh, eight and one. So the last seven. Primetime games for Tom Brady. He is 0-7 against the spread and 1-6 straight up. This, uh, playoff game will obviously be primetime. The interesting thing about those games are... So, uh, uh,
1: it might be the middle game. That'd be a four o'clock game. You know the okay. schedule breach?
0: Uh, it
2: is in, it's Saturday night. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh,
0: 2019 Ravens, 2019 Texans, 2019 Titans, 2020 Bears, 2020 Giants, 2020 Saints, and 2020 Rams. What do those teams all have in common? They can rush you without blitzing, get pressure on the interior, and have top-flight defenses. I would be a little concerned about Tom Brady's and, and the Buccaneers' uh, chances to roll into Washington and, and dominate. Having said that, they're starting to look really good on offense.
1: Eh, Mike Evans. Who knows what his situation is going to be?
0: It's gotta, down. To, the report was that they're hopeful they dodged a major injury,
1: but they're not starting to look really good on offense. I mean, they're they've been up and down, like the. the the football team, I always have to catch myself. Their offense stinks, but if they can get chunk plays from Scary Terry or, uh, Antonio Gibson or even Logan Thomas can move the ball a little bit. But I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sold on this offense, Tampa Bay, just because they've been so inconsistent. I think part of that's just the way Bruce Arians wants it played in terms of these
0: long developing pass plays. It gets Tom Brady killed. They scored 91 points the last two weeks.
1: Did they play two weeks ago?
0: They played Detroit.
1: Oh yeah. who's the quarterback for Detroit that game?
0: Uh, Jeff Blau? Chase Damian? Something Blau.
2: I
1: think his name is David. Doesn't matter. So that's the point.
2: And Washington has averaged 16 points in their last three games. How that's many, not, not going to be enough to beat Tampa.
1: How many points has Washington's defense given up though? That's, I mean, that's, that's where this is going to come down to. You just said that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the question is, is Tom Brady and he's been really good for, like, the last month. I think they win, but I don't think it's a blowout. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, are we going to get – I sort of wonder when you look at this, is Tom Brady playing really well or are they just beating up on bad defenses? I'm Right, that's the thing. Because their losses this season are to New Orleans twice, Chicago once, and uh, the Rams in Kansas City.
2: And also, here is a uh, fun fact. Tom Brady has never played on the road in the wild card round.
1: Oh, they hosted the Titans last year because they lost the Week 17 game to Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins. That's right.
2: This will be his first game ever. All these playoff games, I think he's played in 41, 42. This will be the first time he's ever been on the road in the wild card round.
0: That's crazy. Um...
2: So, like, now you got to travel. It's on a short week. It's just. Like, I, I don't think any of us think Washington's going to pull off the upset, but the kind of the ingredients are there.
1: And the Buccaneers defense for as good as they are on paper and young and fast and all the other stuff, they're not reliable. I mean, they give up plays the worst time and you're like, what's going on? And then for a stretch, they're okay, a series or two, and then they do a bunch of stupid stuff.
0: Yeah. That's insane.
2: About right. Same. Yeah, so
0: the, uh, but the Buccaneers smoked the Falcons 44 to 27. That game got close though. I mean, they started up strong.
1: I thought they were going to pull the yeah. guys at halftime and left them out there. Mike Evans got hurt in the first quarter. I mean, he, he
0: hypercentered. It high- was 2310 at half. And then and they it- got it down to three points, I believe. Yep. 2320 by the end of the third quarter. And the foul. And then, yeah. The, then the Bucs had two garbage time touchdowns, both, I believe, you know, one to Godwin, one to Antonio Brown. Brown sort of looked pretty good.
1: Yep. That's the other thing. So even if Mike Evans isn't hundred percent or can't
0: go, that's who you want peak in, <laughs> in January, AB. I mean, Godwin, that's the thing about the, the Buccaneers. Godwin's healthy now. He's back. Antonio Brown is starting to get on the same page as Brady. Evans has been playing really well down the stretch and Brady's starting to kind of get his groove. Ali Marpet, I think is, should be good to go for the playoff, uh, matchup. So that's huge. You know, this is, I don't know, man. This is, it's, this is a, I think that if, of all the NFC East teams that could have won, the division, the Washington football team is the worst matchup for Tom Brady. And the Bucks,
2: worst. Yeah. You like easy? I think the Cowboys don't have the defense that would scare the Bucks. The Giants probably a little worrisome just because Joe Judge knows them well. They almost beat them on Monday night, but Washington probably the most difficult.
1: Yeah, they have five legit first-round picks on the
0: defensive line. They rotate. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I see. I saw that uh, Stefanski versus Sean McDermott. Great. Tom's a, uh, Tom Curran tweeted about it. He's he's a voter, too. So good for me. I'm screwed here.
2: Uh, we're just gonna, Should we just wait and not Venmo you the Washington money, and then we'll just do it after the coach's bet? Because we'll be, all Dr. be even.
0: It would be a lock shot. I'm, sh- I'm shocked by this. This, this. <laughs> won seven games. All right, well, I mean, it's not easy to win. And he
1: needed to win the seventh because Debo's guy decided not to show up to work on Sunday night.
0: <laughs> and I'm fine with
1: that. I'm just saying... <laughs>
0: Um, All right, moving along. So, we knew coming in that the Chiefs would be the one seed. What we didn't know would be who would be the one seed in the NFC. And it is... Do we need to go through these playoff matchups right now, or should we... What do we want to do? What does Debo want? Playoffs, playoff matchups, or just run through the teams.
3: Let's run through the games. We'll hit the playoffs as we go through these games. Cool.
0: I mentioned the... Oh, actually, you know what? We'll, we'll hit the we'll finish up the NFCs first too, because the Giants and the Cowboys played um their matchup, and the Giants came out winning twenty three to nineteen. Giants covered as a plus one and a half dog. The under hit. Sterling Shepard had a monster game. I mean, I, this division was just perfect. Like week seventeen was so perfect for this division. Nobody wanted it. The players kept screwing up. Uh, both those teams finished six and ten. The Cowboys were eliminated. Uh, in that spot, and then, the, the, as you know, the Giants had to root for the Eagles to to put away Washington didn't happen. Um, do you consider uh, this a good season for the Giants?
1: Kind yeah. of. We won six games. And Debo talked about it in his rant earlier. Evan Ingram is the reason they lost six. Uh, they only won six games. The ball hit him in the face mask that was intercepted that turned things around when they were sort of rolling. Daniel Jones, I thought, played pretty well for most of this game. But I don't want to talk about the Giants. I want to talk about one thing. Like Mike McCarthy, any other division, he he should get fired, and he probably won't just because every one of this division sucks so bad. But they were trailing twenty to nine with eight and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. Zeke Elliott scores to make it twenty fifteen, and this numbnut kicks a, an extra point to make it twenty sixteen, <laughs> and then he comes back down and he has the ball to kick another field goal to make it twenty nineteen. I thought he spent the whole year studying analytics. Like, this is unacceptable. We see it week, you know, we yell and scream at Doug Peterson doing one thing on one night, and no, at the end of the day, no one cares. Mike McCarthy does this every single
2: week. <laughs> what, what's going on? It's bad, man. I Wait, mean, and that, that might not even been his worst decision. See, at this point, when he scored that touchdown, I, I would think that most fans, most people watching at home, thought, hey, this seems like a pretty obvious you go for two here because, one, your offense hasn't done anything this entire game. You don't know if you're going to get down there to score another touchdown. So you want to cut the lead to a field goal if that's possible, and it would have been possible if you had uh, attempted that two-point conversion. That's how you do it.
1: You have to go for two. That's how you get two points.
2: That is how you do it. Somebody forgot to tell McCarthy. And then later in the second half, he makes an even just – Dumber mistake. I don't even know what else to say except that Ryan already hit the nail on the head as far as like uh just such fireable offenses. So the with the score twenty to nineteen, the Giants had a third and sixteen from the Cowboys' forty-two yard line. The cowboy or the Giants, Daniel Jones throws a pass to Dante Pettis for ten yards that puts the Giants in field goal range for a fifty-yard field goal. Oh, the only problem was. It was an incomplete pass, and all Mike McCarthy had to do was challenge it. Mike Pereira even said on Fox, oh, this is an easy challenge. If McCarthy challenges, they're going to overturn it. Nope. You know what McCarthy doesn't do? He doesn't challenge it. He just says, whoop de do," and then the Giants try a 50-yard field goal. They hit it. Now you're down 23-19. to Now you're back in a situation where you need a <laughs> touchdown to win. If McCarthy challenges it, the Giants punt. You're down 20-19. You have Greg Zerline, who already hit like a 57- or 59-yard field goal in the game. So you're feeling pretty good about your kicker, who is having one of his best games of the season. Uh And so the fact that he did not challenge that just blew my mind. And I didn't think it could be blown anymore after he didn't go for two on the, the touchdown that Ryan was talking about.
0: Yeah, and... I mean, he, he does this all the time. Like, he just doesn't know how to manage games. It's crazy. Like, but did he lie was, when
1: he said he spent the the year off talking to analytics people?
0: Yeah. And there was also a, a wild ending to this game, too, with um, Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman breaks through the line of scrimmage, or, and, and he's, like, running, and then like, kind of realizes he needs to get down, but is not going to get down? Because as soon as he gets down, the game's over, and he fumbles the ball, and it ends up, like, basically jammed up his butt. And somehow the cowboys didn't recover, but maybe they did. And no, they, he, they,
1: I think he recovered it.
0: Yeah. I think Gallman recovered you it. You can't because fumble a
1: ball with no one touching you, but I think he recovered it.
0: But they, they ruled, they're like, he was down, um, with possession and he's like, no, my man is f- like flailing around trying to get a hold of the ball. It was a, it took forever to sort of clear up the whole thing. One official said it was a cowboys ball. One said it was the giant's ball. It was a huge mess. Uh, and it again, like, the like the Eagles going all sides and losing to Washington as a result of that. It's a perfect summation of the NFC East, I think.
2: I in, and try, the situation described real quick—that was like the the Seahawks Packers fail Mary with yeah. one ref pointing for the Cowboys, the other ref pointing saying it was the Giants ball, and nobody knew what was going on. Uh, and obviously, that was a huge point because if the Cowboys get the ball back, maybe they drive down and score, but probably not. Of
1: the maybe coaches the that still coming. have, of the coaches that still have jobs, has there been a more disappointing season? than Mike McCarthy.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. So the Cowboys and the Giants finished with the same record. They both missed the playoffs. I mean, for the Cowboys to end up there, I mean, Breach picked him to win the Super Bowl. I picked him to go to the Super Bowl. You know, the Giants were a team that we laughed at the idea of them winning the division. Like, it's like, no, that's just not possible. And it ended up being almost there. So for both of those teams to end up at six and 10, I think is, yeah, I mean, like a huge overachievement for the Giants and a huge underachievement for, for Dallas. And you can talk all you want about Dak Prescott. I get that. But
1: the, you know, and, and Breach was yelling and screaming about the games that the Giants could have won if they'd done other things differently. Just in terms of, uh, on field management. And that's where I come down to McCarthy. He could have managed the game so much better. Uh, he cost that team so many games with just sheer stupidity. And I don't think there's any other way to put it that it didn't matter I, who. I understand
0: why they're not firing him though. Like I, I get it. Why? I mean, you know, you, if you hire you hire him, your quarterback to, you know gets hurt. It's tough to tough to fire. Him.
1: Is that team going to be better than any other team in that division next year?
0: Well, I mean, I think in a
1: vacuum, like it's. I mean, you're probably better off if you fire him. But I'm not saying fire him. But I mean, is your team better with him there or looking for literally anyone else not named Freddie Kidd? Well,
2: I mean, it sounds like they are looking for uh, anyone else because it seems like they're grooming uh, Callan Moore. Troy, old Troy Aikman on the broadcast said, Kellen Moore accepted the Boise state job, called the Cowboys, and Jerry was like, yeah, why don't you stay here? We'll up your salary by a
0: ton. It's basically history, the Jason Garrett offer.
1: I was going to say, if history's any guy, guys, Wade Phillips versus Jason Garrett, key Wade Phillips.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Wade, yeah. Wade, I mean, they made Jason Garrett the golden boy with a huge contract and basically he had the, ra- he turned on the Ravens job. Yeah. Insane to think about that now. Um, okay. Let's move on because this game. I guess it I guess it mattered. It's weird that the NFC mattered. The Dolphins Oh no. All they had to do was win and they are in the playoffs. And not only did they not win, they opened the door for a lot of questions about what they're gonna do this offseason with Tua Bailoa by losing to the Bills fifty six to twenty six. Obviously the Bills covered as dogs the over hit easily. Josh Allen had a big game. Uh people didn't think he would play a ton of time. There were conflicting reports leading up to the game. But he played the whole first half, threw bombs down the field. Isaiah McKenzie was a huge factor. Uh, the Bills finished 10 and three. Dolphins finished 10 and six.
1: John Brown was back. He had a huge catch running by people.
0: That's one more speedy weapon they have on the outside. So the Bills, uh, tied their franchise single season record for wins with, by, with 13 and they finished the season winning nine of their last 10 games with their only loss, of course, being the, the Hale Murray from, from Kyler and, and the cards. And they've won their last, uh, three points by at least, last three games by at least 29 points. Josh Allen basically set the every record for passing statistics with the, with the bills and would probably be the MVP if it weren't for Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yep. Yep. And you know, you talk about those, those wins, those aren't Kansas City Chief wins. They're not eking those out. They are blasting people, boat racing people, as they like to say. And the loss you mentioned, uh, oh, the, the Hell Murray. They lost to the Titans after they moved that game around 15 different times. And they lost to the Chiefs on a short week after that game where they were preparing for the Chiefs before. So, yeah, find me a bad loss with this team. Josh okay. Allen is legit. Um You're going to laugh at me. But in a lot of ways, he reminds me of, like, early Big Ben Roethlisberger. Cause I was watching <laughs> some, oh, because I was watching some clips. Thanks for laughing, Breach. Roethlisberger could actually move. He wasn't like a tub of goo out there. I forgot that he could run around. He's not as athletic. What's that? Big Ben was like fast and strong. I thought you were looking for a dunking clip to play on I me. Mean, I was waiting for what you were punching. No, yeah. yeah, he's not as fast. As, he never was as fast as Josh Allen, but Josh Allen you know was, I was punching a button. I looked like you were trying to hit the Andy Dalton button or something. I didn't know what I you doing.
0: I was hitting my mute button.
1: Oh, I didn't know what you are dialing up. Uh, but yeah, Josh. I mean, it's amazing to think that last year Josh Allen completed 60, uh, 59% of his passes and he's close to 70% this year. It's been, that's a home run for Brandon Bean and, and Sean McDermott, and no one except Pete Prisco saw it coming. It, it, it's a huge deal. I will say just this, and then, Breach, you can give me your thoughts. In previewing my mock draft, which comes out every week, I'm on verse 18. With the third pick in the draft, courtesy of Larry Tunzel, I got the Dolphins taking a quarterback.
2: I don't think that's crazy. I mean, I look, you know what's funny is I was literally on the fence picking this game on hmm. Tuesday, whatever day we make our picks, and as soon as I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick was out with COVID, it was like, boom, taking the Bills, no questions asked, because there was no way two was going to lead them to enough points. to it, The Bills literally had such a big lead that because they wanted the second seed so they could get two home games. You win the wild card, you automatically get a second home game in the divisional round if you are the two seed. And that's why the Bills wanted to win this game. And clearly their thought process was, all right, we're going to play the starters until we have it in hand, or unless the the Brown Steelers game gets out of hand. Well, the Brown Steelers game never got out of hand, but you're Sean McDermott, you get to halftime, you're like, oh, crap, we're up 28-6, to this team's a joke, I'm going to bench everyone, Matt Barkley's going to go in there and throw a 56-yard touchdown, I don't have to worry about anything. So this was just totally bonkers how bad the Dolphins were, especially Tua, he threw three interceptions, they were all ugly, You if you're... Brian one, Flores, if you're anyone. Fault, baby. Okay, fine. Two were ugly. One wasn't his fault. But if you're the Dolphins, you cannot be going in offseason thinking that two is your quarterback of the future. As a matter of fact, if anything, a wrench has been thrown into your future because you do have to k- give serious consideration to what Ryan is saying and maybe draft a quarterback with a third overall pick that the Texans gift-wrapped you. Yeah,
1: that's the, the thing. thing. The Texans just, I mean, the, whatever they're doing. But if you are taking the Josh Rosen approach and everybody – Dunked on, uh, Steve Kime for taking the Josh Rosen approach. Turned out he was right. Then you got to cut, cut your losses. Now Tua does not throw the ball down the field. We talked about this last week after the Ryan Fitzpatrick won that Raiders game and they were talking to the telecast how Ryan Fitzpatrick has explained to Tua what open means in the NFL in terms of these tight window throws. He does not make those throws. His arm strength looks terrible. Maybe it's still lingering hip issue. If so, why was he ever put out there to start with? Let him sit out the year and, and get healthy. Uh, and the other thing is, um, what's going to say? Oh, when he throws the ball, he, he looks like Cam Newton, 2020 throwing the ball in that it's short and usually off target. And I don't know how you fix that as a 23 year old, how old he is. There
0: are a lot of questions about Tua. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're having some second thoughts about taking him over to Justin Herbert, obviously. Yeah. And. If you're Miami, you do have to consider the possibility that you could take a draft of quarterback. It'll be a hot topic in Miami throughout the entire offseason, no doubt about it. Um, I would say this about Buffalo. I started to get the feeling during that first half that maybe what they wanted to do. So they win the division in week uh, 15. Week 16, they obliterate the Patriots. And the week 17, they obliterate the Dolphins. It felt very much like a message was being sent to the rest of the AFC. Message received. Message received. Absolutely. And I think you're probably to the, the Bills, the, the matchup between the Bills and the Colts is a really interesting one. Saturday afternoon, it'll be the first game. It's on CBS. Uh, I wonder if we'll send Nance and Romo there to, uh, Tennessee. It opened at minus six and a half. Yes. I think it'll get to seven. Um, it's, the forecast is good right now, but it looks it's going to be like 28 degrees. A high 28 degrees. I, I mean,
2: what part of the country do you live in that 28 degrees is good, or is that good for Buffalo, relatively speaking? Well,
0: it's, it's not going to be raining and snowing.
2: It's cold, cold though.
0: It's going to be cold. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Just, yeah, I mean, River is tough. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. What do you guys think about that matchup? Okay, I good. think it's actually kind of better for the Colts that they got Buffalo.
1: Yeah, make your case. I want to hear this.
0: Well, I think the Ravens are playing really well right now, and... I'll
1: push back on that, but go
0: ahead. Okay, I mean, would you... I think the Colts are a better matchup for how they play against Buffalo than Baltimore.
2: Wait, if I'm the Bills and I had gotten to pick my opponent out of the three wild card teams, the Colts would have ranked last. That would be the team I did not want to play. Okay, yeah, that... Wow. like. I, I if I'm Buffalo, I'm a little nervous because I feel like the Colts are the one wild card team that can hang with them because of the, the style of football they play. We've seen. Would rather
1: face the Colts and the Ravens?
2: Yes, if I'm Buffalo.
1: Right. You you said the Colts are the last team you want to face.
0: No, but the Ravens. The Ravens will blitz you and play man, and you know that they they're not going to come back on you if you get a lead. You can Josh Allen can take some deep shots. I mean, like got Marcus Peters on Stephon. I guess Marlon Humphrey on Stefan Diggs, whatever it is. But like, I mean, you can. I think the I think the Bills could carve up the Ravens' defense. The Colts are going to play that zone, and I just wonder if that isn't conducive for Josh Allen interceptions. It's Maybe. not. He
1: doesn't throw interceptions anymore. And also, okay. he plays zone, but he can run. And also, yeah, but if
0: you're playing zone. You're looking at him instead of having your back. Yeah, job. but he ain't
1: Big Ben back there tubbing it around. And by the way, Big Ben carved up this team in the second yeah. half. Yeah. With no running game. Now, the running game is slightly better in Buffalo, but.
0: Well, but the, Colorado, but the other thing, too, is like you kind of have to beat Buffalo by running the football. And that's the one thing that the can do really well. Bill's
1: defense is playing better, but Jonathan Taylor ain't, ain't fooling around either.
0: He has been on Two, fire.
1: Seasons, I think on Sunday.
2: And, yep. and the other thing about the Bills is there seems to be, and we saw it with the Browns against the Steelers, like you have that added weight of trying to get that monkey off your back, of not having won a playoff game. And so long. Buffalo hasn't won a playoff game since nineteen ninety-five. We saw, you know, I think Josh Allen's are, you know, the first time they got the playoffs was Sean McDermott. They played Jacksonville, where well, they scored three points. Uh yes, and then, Baylor. then their <laughs> next playoff appearance against the Texans, they jumped out to a sixteen-nothing lead and blew it. And you start to get into the, you know, they're not quite the Browns. It, you know, sure, yeah. But yeah, that that That's... there's some psychological I'm a little
0: too close for home with breach. That's why he always brings it up. I would I mean, be, sure. I would lean towards the Colts getting seven. I'd probably take the Colts getting seven, but I mean, I, I mean, I'll probably pick Buffalo to win it. There, I mean, there. I, I
1: can't believe you guys are even waffling. Take a look at the Bills last seven. Breach just read it out. They are blitzing people. I mean, they're not winning by a field goal and last-second fluky plays. They are just dominating, folks. I mean, they did. I mean, the Dolphins are,
0: like, uh, kind of a fraud. Keep
1: going back. You were just talking up the, the Buccaneers,
0: putting a whooping on the Detroit Lions with no quarterback. Dolphins, Pats, Broncos, Steelers, 49ers, Chargers. Uh, I mean, how about they're 3-2 and
2: two against teams that made the playoffs?
0: That's the pretty Bills. good.
2: Look, the Bills
1: are really good. And we just I, talked about Breach, why those two losses came into effect. You forgot that part.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah the probably bills are a, a very good football team. Last week.
1: I think now, the bills, now look, it ain't common for a, a playoff team to go out there and beat someone by 70 points. I get that, but I I think
0: I think the bills will win the Super Bowl. I think they're that good, but I also think that they could I I our point is just that the Colts are the worst matchup for the Bills out of the, the Ravens. Oh, I think so.
2: I think we will all pick the Bills to win, but I could see I think Brinson's absolutely going to pick the Colts to cover. I think I feel like I'll probably end up picking the Colts to cover. I just feel like a touchdown is a blocks. lot.
1: That's cause it's very easy cause one of you has, has a Philip Rivers huggy doll and the other one has a Chargers helmet back there when Philip Rivers used to play what?
0: there. I mean, look, seven is a lot of points for a team as good as Indianapolis.
1: No, it is. I, that's right.
0: Okay. Uh, moving along, I would mention that, well, we just talked about the Colts game real quick and then we'll take a break. Uh, that was yikes. Whew, oh my God. That's I mean, cool. I'm on a text thread with a bunch of, you know, NC State fans, obviously. And. Buddy, we were freaking the heck out. Like, I thought, like, I thought the wait a second though. I thought maybe you want some good news from Mike Lennon. Yeah, sure. We were happy for Glennon. We know it was like worse. It's like Glennon's going to play well and like dagger rivers in the heart. And then, like, well, it doesn't matter because they already have the number one seed. Um, Frank Wright, this is my the last two weeks. He has really gotten away from running the football at when they get leads. I don't get it. Like, Jonathan Taylor is lighting up the Jaguars defense and he's. Like for whatever reason, letting Rivers throw down the field and Rivers had an interception that he definitely shouldn't have thrown. I mean, terrible
1: interception. Yeah.
0: Just, you can't be throwing that at that spot. And the, the Colts are very willing to take field goals when they get in the red zone, short Rodrigo Blankenship field goals, which is fine, but you got to be a little bit careful doing that, especially against a better team like the, uh, the Bills. Ultimately, they just kind of overpowered the Jaguars. Like I don't think we really thought the Jags were going to win. It was close for a second there. Oh sure, yeah.
1: It was three points, I think, in the it was third. 20, quarter.
0: fourteen. That's what it was, yeah.
1: And then the, it was over.
0: But yeah, and the, and the Jags had the ball, but they never really threatened getting pat, much past midfield. Jonathan Taylor, thirty-seven fantasy points, won me a bunch of money in DFS. Thank you, sir. Colts finished with eleven and five. Jaguars finished one and fifteen. Their only win against the Colts. Taylor had two hundred fifty-three rushing yards, a Colts single-game record. Edger and James had the old one, two nineteen. Uh the Jaguars covered the plus fifteen and a half that it closed at and the under mm-hmm. of forty eight hit in this Nobody's
1: game. Nobody's gonna argue that the Dolphins deserve to be in the Colts right?
0: Nah, no, no. No. I mean two the Colts are, and the, Dolphins played the Colts would win.
2: Two is a huge problem. That's where we're two at. Two is right. a huge problem. I the, Wait, the one thing I want to say real quick about this game is uh, Rodrigo Blankenship missed two field goals and just because I think he's one for four this year from 50 yards and beyond. He had a 56 yarder that fell short, and I think a 50 yarder that hit the upright. And he had. It was shorter,
0: shorter than 50 yards that hit the upright. Um, yeah, I think that was a short one too.
2: The 56 yarder hit or fell short. Yes, 49. So it was 49 that hit the upright. So if you're the Colts, you're a little bit concerned that any Georgia player levels, going to cold weather. Yes. Going to cold weather, going to Buffalo. You're not going to be playing outdoors. If he's struggling indoors from long range, I, you know Frank Wright could be a little tentative to try the longer kicks. And if you're in a close game, that kind of wreaks havoc with how you coach. So that will be something interesting to watch in Buffalo, where it'll be 28 degrees. Especially.
0: by the way, January 3rd, 1993. You know what happened then? Bills come back.
1: Bills yeah. won a playoff game.
0: So on this day in 19, or on that day in 1993, Frank Wright led a comeback against the Oilers for the Bills. And now he also saw, like, uh, the, yeah, I don't know, it just kind of seems weird that, like, he kicked the, you know, the Bills helped him get into the playoffs by beating the Dolphins. And now he's going to play the Bills in that matchup. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Maybe not. By the way, That's fun. Uh, since we're recording on January 3rd, happy birthday to my son. Oh, Robbie's six? Seven. seven. Yeah, Robbie. Yeah.
2: See. Now I'm just wondering, Ven made you that money so you can get him a present because he probably didn't get anything.
0: I, I no, yeah, we gotta switch. I'm like I'm like, ah, right, we gotta get some games, let's get some games and suddenly like, he's like Scrooge McDuck over here. Uh okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the rest of the games. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when
1: a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
0: Uh, we'll start with the one that w- that was mattered and wasn't over immediately the browns beat the Steelers 24 to 22 Steelers covered the plus 10 the over 44 and a half hit Mason Rudolph was actually your top fantasy performer the browns finished 11 and five and make the playoffs for the first time since 2002 it snaps the NFL's longest active postseason drought and three seasons ago the browns finished 0 and 16. They lost the Steelers in week seventeen. They beat the Steelers to, to go to the playoffs. Pretty amazing moment for uh Cleveland, although it could be short lived because they will be playing the Steelers without Mason Rudolph and with Ben Roethlisberger in this next game. I think this uh, is, uh, no, go ahead, Breach.
2: I was just gonna say it real quick as somebody who grew up a Bengals fan and watched a really long playoff drought and then saw the Bengals get to the playoff in two thousand five. They had not been since nineteen ninety. And then when I saw they were playing the Steelers in 2005, I, I didn't want the to drop in. I didn't even care. It was it, You knew they weren't going to beat the Steelers. And I know that's exactly how every Cleveland Browns fan feels right now. Because you're like, how can we not get away from the Steelers? We went to the playoffs in 1994 with Belichick. We lost to the Steelers. We go to the playoffs in 2002. We lost to the Steelers. The last two times the Browns have been to the playoffs, they have lost to the Steelers. And now they are stuck playing the Steelers again and this is like this is a nightmare scenario to see that Pittsburgh went into your stadium where you need to win with uh, to get a playoff berth. They played their backups and you still almost lost. And now you have to go to their stadium when they're going to be playing their starters. Uh, man, I just obviously everyone in Cleveland's excited because they're in the postseason. But I, I have to think that a lot of Browns fans are uh, uneasy about what's happening this week.
1: Let me ask you guys this because I remember this game vividly. I was actually living in Pittsburgh in 2002, last time the uh, 2002, 2003 season, last time the, the Browns were in the playoffs. Uh, they faced the Steelers in the first round in Pittsburgh. Do you know who the quarterback was for the Browns that year in that game? Not couch. He was benched for this guy.
2: Was it Jeff Garcia?
1: No, a little too early. Kelly Holcomb.
2: Wasn't no, Holcomb? No, that no, was my no, next no, guess,
1: but I thought he was the ten and six in two thousand and seven. You know, Wallace too. You know who the coach was? Uh Butch Davis. Butch Davis. They were up early in the fourth quarter. The Browns were twenty-seven to fourteen against the Steelers, and they lost thirty-six to thirty-three when Chris Afawa scored a, a touchdown with less than a minute to go. Uh, we talked about the best matchup for the or the the not a great matchup for the Bills and the Colts. This is the best matchup for the Steelers. <laughs> it's not even close. And I was doing the math as the game's going on and it looked pretty good like the Ravens weren't going to be in the mix. Yeah, I don't want to face them. I'd have been okay with the Colts just because uh they just beat them and Phillip Rivers I, I he doesn't scare me. Um you certainly didn't want the Titans to lose and find their way to the sixth seed if that's what it ended up happening. Mm. Um and I'll say this, Mason Rudolph outplayed Baker Mayfield. That's a problem. I like that it. ain't something you want. I it's great they won. Breach is exactly right. Mason Rudolph was emotional after that uh, he wasn't. Uh Baker Mayfield is emotional after a game. You get all that, and there's a lot of baggage that goes with being a Browns fan. Clearly, but you got to lean on the run game, and I, we said this, we've been saying this about Baker for months. But if they get down ten points early, what's Baker going to do? Typically, he doesn't do a lot of good things. He, he presses, makes mistakes, and then they just sort of snowball out of control. So you have to be able to run the ball with Chubb and, and Hunt, and hope your defense can hang on for dear life. You hope that you know bad Big Ben shows up, bad offense shows up. But I'll say this. Big Ben's rested. Fat old people need rest. He got that. And the good news is they're playing the very last game. So he gets basically an extra day's rest. It's Sunday night at 8 o'clock. So it's good they're not playing uh, Sunday at 1 p.m., for example. I think that also helps them in terms of of rest and healthy and
2: all that. 30 degrees Sunday night at 8 o'clock in
0: Pittsburgh. That's Both teams don't care about the cold, I don't think. I I agree. I mean, it's not like – Look, anything can happen. It's a football game. Um, Minus three and a half.
1: So clearly, right now, it opened at minus three and a half. So, you know, people think that's going to be close.
0: Yeah, my one concern would be that the Steelers have just not been very good at stopping the run the last month or so.
1: And that's exactly what Kevin Stefanski has to lean on.
0: Yep. and can't come out winging the ball around. They didn't do a lot of running in this game. Now, Nick Chubb had that long touchdown run. They got him up early, but it was a very vanilla game plan for – Kevin Stefanski, I think. I, I would, I would guess that they were looking at the scoreboard. They had it? to win though. and They couldn't be. Did they have to win? If they didn't, they needed, they would,
1: it wouldn't be guaranteed if they if lost.
0: They lost and the Dolphins lost.
1: Cleveland Clinch's playoff berth. Yeah, they had to win.
2: Or no, they, they could have gotten in with a loss.
1: If Andy lost, they could have gotten in. Yes. Or Tennessee lost plus Miami win plus Baltimore win. So there are a couple scenarios,
0: yeah, but I mean they they needed to go out there and win against a Steelers team do you do you worry at all that like the Steelers rested their starters and then again, they're, all,
1: they're all fat old slow people.
0: I'm just saying against the team that they are going to play next in the playoffs?
1: I think it's better than playing them
0: I like they but, they got the brown they let the browns in the playoffs and now they have to play the browns
1: just, but who else would you rather face
0: no that's I, I agree with that
1: could the Browns win that game absolutely, but you know uh, arrested big Ben against. A quarterback, like of all the quarterbacks. These are great AFC matchups, by the way. Of all the quarterbacks in the AFC, Baker Mayfield ranks last in terms of guys you you are worried about.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, if the Steelers get a handpick not just from the wild card group but from any of the teams <laughs> in the entire playoffs, including the NFC, they're either picking Washington or Cleveland and probably Cleveland. They already lost to Washington.
1: That's right. I think.
2: Okay. You, well, then they're picking Cleveland. So. The Brown's
1: defense isn't very good. I don't know what this. Oh, Denzel War was out. So they had to play the backup, uh, Jackson, who got absolutely torched. And that's, that's what happens. So, uh, you know, the, the COVID folks hopefully get off the COVID list and they can play for the Browns and, you know, they can go from
0: there. Yeah. I like, I like the Steelers in that matchup. The,
1: the line is suspiciously low. I will say that's that. a concern. But I mean, they typically play the, unlike the Bills, they play a lot of tight games when they
0: shouldn't. Uh, I mentioned it. The Ravens beat the Bengals 38 to three. The Ravens covered easily. One of my best bets. Woohoo. The under hit. Lamar Jackson was awesome. JK Dobbins was even more awesome. The Bengals finished four, 11 and one. The Ravens finished 11 and five. The Ravens have averaged, averaged 267.4 yards per game rushing over their last five games. Uh, they have more, almost as many rushing yards in the last five games as the Steelers have this season. I believe they had set a team record for most rushing yards in a single game against the Bengals on Sunday. On a scale of one to 10, Ryan, how scared are you of the Ravens right now?
1: If I'm the Titans on a scale of one to 10, it's a four and a half. I think the Titans, I think the Titans are going to beat the Ravens. So that line opened at, uh, plus three and a half for the Titans. Yeah, Titans are home dogs in the Ravens. In Nashville, after beating them in Week 11, after beating them last year on the road in the playoffs. So here's one. You mentioned the last five games. So let me point this out because I know Breach likes to, to point out the strength of schedule. Last five games, all victories for the Ravens. Cowboys, Browns, Jaguars, Giants. And today, on Sunday, they beat the Bengals.
0: Yeah, they've been slaughtering bad teams.
1: The month in the month of November, they went 1-3. Some of that was a lot of it was COVID-related. But still, lost twice to Pittsburgh. Lost to the Patriots. And then they lost an overtime to Tennessee in Baltimore. I think it's going to be the same thing. Can the Ravens stop Derrick Henry? And if they can, can you stop Tannehill, AJ Brown, Corey Davis, Johnny Smith? On the other side, and Breach, you can talk about the implications of what it means not to win a playoff game. Uh, if you can stop the one. Run... No, no, I just meant, he likes, to, he likes to talk to Lamar Jackson. Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring, or that was 17 weeks ago. Can you believe that? God. No, I wasn't actually dunking on breach. I know he likes to talk about Lamar Jackson in, in the playoffs, but yeah. my point is that if you can slow up the run game with Baltimore, you can. Is Lamar Jackson going to beat you with his arm? I'm not sure he is.
2: Yeah, and and that is the nail on the head. Look, as the only guy on this podcast, Ryan, you mentioned both. Titans-Ravens games over the past 12 months. The Titans were underdogs in both games, and they won both games. And I picked the Titans to win both times because, look, you know what the Tennessee Titans suck at? We all know this. They can't rush the passer. If you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, he's going to sit back there, and he's going to pick him apart like he did a couple weeks ago. If you have a quarterback like Phillip Rivers – uh, and he's not playing with his gimpy toe, he's going to sit back there and pick him apart. Even Ben Roethlisberger picked them apart. Lamar Jackson is not a quarterback who can sit back there in the pocket and pick you apart. If he even thinks there's some sort of pass rush coming, which there wouldn't be because it's the Titans, but he could have like an imaginary one, he starts to look to scramble, and all of a sudden that changes the play the Ravens are doing because they go into their scramble drill and try and do all this, and, and that's something the Titans can guard against. And that's why – the Ravens always struggle against Tennessee is because their offense just isn't as efficient. And so for a lot of the reasons you just said, right, I feel the same way. I feel like Tennessee uh, is probably completely fine playing Baltimore. They're going to have that confidence going in that they've already beaten them twice in the past 12 months. And, you know, sure. The Ravens have been racking up all this yard, as you guys were talking about, but as you guys just mentioned against bad teams they're going to get punched in the mouth by Derrick Henry and everybody else in this Titans offense. Uh Yeah, but I'm a Ravens fan. This is not the team I want to see. I would have been cheering for that field goal to miss when the Titans played Houston because that would have set up Ravens-Colts and then Titans-Bills. Now you got to play the team you can't beat and a game where you can't win because your quarterback can't win in the postseason.
1: Breach, let me ask you, who's under more pressure to win a playoff game? Josh Allen, for the reasons you talked about, the history of losing in, in Buffalo? Or nice. Lamar or Jackson?
2: Stop. Yeah, it's agree. It, it's Lamar because 0-2 is kind of on the fence. If you're 0-3 and, and you're supposed to, you know, you won the MVP in 2019, but you still don't have that playoff win, that's all anyone's going to talk about. If Josh Allen doesn't win, it's going to start to be talked about, but that would make him what, 0-2? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so then that's where the chatter starts. But once you're 0-3, it's nonstop, and that's all you're going to hear about during the off. And the good
1: news for Josh Allen, should he happen to lose, and I don't think he will, is that unlike Lamar Jackson – at no point during a playoff loss did at halftime people call for Joe Flacco to replace you.
0: <laughs> uh, well, the, that was – no, Lamar replaced Joe Flacco.
1: Two years ago against the Chargers in Baltimore, they were getting stomped uh, right, at halftime, and people were
0: literally insanely calling right. for Joe Flacco. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about the Titans matchup for the Ravens is that Tennessee, when – Baltimore can't play from behind. They just can't do it. They need to be playing from ahead, and Tennessee can get up on you and get a lead and just grind you down. And they're very explosive in the passing game; so many weapons that, yeah, I think I think it's a bad matchup. And again, we said that I said this last year, and I can't wait to say it this year over and over again. Then not do it. Huh. If some team gets a double digit lead, we'll bet them live because one of these two teams, both of these teams, can grind on you and wear you down and run the football down your throat. So, I uh, would I would be on the lookout for that. And, and is the
2: stat is he? large Jackson has never won a game when trailing at halftime. That's what the stat was in November. I, can't, I don't know if the, the wow. Raiders have, right. have won one since then.
0: Titans uh, 41, Texans 38. The Texans covered the plus seven. The over 55 and a half hit easily. Uh, Derrick Henry was a monster he is the first player since Adrian Peterson in 2012 to rush for 2,000 yards. He had 250, a career-high rushing yards on Sunday, two rushing touchdowns. Could have been even more had one called back for a questionable holding call. And he's the first player in NFL history with 200-plus rush yards in three straight games versus single opponent. He just lights the Texans up. Two 200-yard games in this um, in this season against the Texans. He had he has five 200-yard rushing games now, tied for third most in. NFL history, and it's his third 200 yard game this season. Earl Campbell, four in 1980, the only player to have more. I, I, you know, again, the ASC playoff matchups were loaded. Let me
1: point something out quickly, um, about this game. Cause I watched a little bit of down the stretch. I don't know if, if, um, Derek Henry will be tired or whatever because of all, all the mileage, but Bridge, I'm, I'm guessing you watched this game. Did you see early in the fourth quarter? Fourth and 11 on the, on the plus 40 something yard line the Titans had and they went for it and Ryan Tannehill got sacked. It's weird. What, what's the explanation? I mean, that's some Doug Peterson craziness right there with your team's playoff implications on the line. Like, I don't, I don't know what book you're I reading. They clinched already. They were playing for the division there. But what are you doing?
2: I was on. They the hadn't clinched already with, they had the playoff first clinch, not the division. Right. That's the right. They, could have the so they knew were in, so Vrabel knew he had a little bit of risk. Look, here's the deal: it was fourth and eleven. It, it was early fourth quarter, and they were on the Texans' thirty-seven yard line. So your options there are try a fifty-five yard field goal, which is very low percentage because Sam Sloman is his first game as your kicker, yeah, and he doesn't have a very strong leg. So a fifty-five yarder is probably a forty percent shot. Okay. At this point, what's Plan B? Plan B. You can't punt, which isn't Plan B. You could punt it, but you're not punting it in this situation because if it's a touchback, it's a seventeen. You don't punt it. Punting it is you burn Plan B up. You throw it out the window. Plan C is you go for it. So I didn't. I know he got grilled for the call on Twitter. I don't know if people just didn't know the situation in the game, like you're, uh, you're no, asking you're about no right now. This he got sacked. No, I'm fu- no. I, I'm not talking about the play call. I'm talking about the choice to go for it. I should have lost. 11. What, what would you have done? kick a field goal, and then you miss, and then the Texans get the ball at the 45. No, you, take a, you take a delay of game penalty, and you punt it. Then the Texans could delay, uh, d- uh, decline the delay game penalty. Then you punt it. You don't take a sack. You don't punt from your opponent's 37-yard yeah, yard line. That's they'll insane. Don't take, take an 11-yard sack. That is the worst possible outcome, and that's what happens. So that's why it looks so stupid. But I, I don't and then your have any issue it. with Brable going for it on 4th and 11 from – the Texans oh, 37.
1: That's, that's the craziest thing you've said in the last 15 minutes. The funniest thing is you mentioned Sloman. He actually anti-Cody He did by doinking it and then going in for the win. And,
2: and that, that justified not trying a 55 yard field goal. You almost missed the 37
1: yarder. Are you talking about? It has nothing, one has nothing to do with the other. They yes, had this If travel. you don't think
2: your kicker can make it from 55 yards, then it does have you
0: to be with it. it means you, no, you don't, oh don't
2: put, you don't punt it. You don't punt there. What do you do then, Brenton?
0: The th- you go for it. Unfortunately, Brian, you would be the most conservative
2: coach in the history
0: of You're football.
2: punting from 37-yard line? Your opponent's 37-yard line? Uh, you but you know make, what?
1: Making zero sense. Derrick
2: Henry, real quick, that he, it was the fifth most rushing yards single season NFL history. Before today, there had only been 12 running backs in the history of the game who had 250 or more yards in a single game. We saw it twice today because Jonathan Taylor yeah. had 253. Derek Henry had 250. That was a little crazy. And Ryan Tannehill, he only had, I think, one, like 160 yards passing this entire game until with like 15 seconds left, he hits a bomb to AJ Brown for 52 yards to set up Sloman's kick. And that's what Ryan Tannehill does. He's that weapon back there. Just like, I'll just hand it to Henry all day. I don't care. You know, I don't need to sling it 60 times. And then as soon as you think that, uh, you know, they'll probably kneel and go to overtime or give it to Henry and run out the clock. Nope. And he'll take a deep shot and beat you. And that's what he, that's why he's there. That's why he's so good. Cause he compliments Henry so well.
1: Yep. Yeah. This team still has no defense. True. Nope. But again, as we just said, this is a good matchup for them. Yeah. Also I can't, I cannot believe you dummies
0: are like, Oh yeah, go it and fourth 11 with the game on the line. I mean, it's a little weird, but, like, you can't stop anybody on defense. You need to – I mean, I don't know. it didn't really bother you that much. I don't know. All right, Doug Peters. Yeah, forget. It. Whatever. So They've the gotten it, they got the ball on a – did they – how did they get the ball? The Texans just scored a – When? When they, when they went for it because they, they, it was only, like, a 12-yard drive. They yeah, had a long after, kickoff or something?
1: I don't know, but the point is it's fourth and 11 from the 37. The last thing you do is take a sack.
0: You can't take a sack for sure.
1: Well, he did. And then they got, to, they went down and then they very easily could have lost that game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that would have been a bad thing. Uh, moving along, but they didn't. Rams, Cardinals, Rams, 18, Cardinals, seven. Oh, my God. This game was uh, winners in. John Walford played pretty well, actually. Finished the top fantasy performer, 12 points. Cardinals finished eight and eight. Very disappointing. Rams finished 10 and six. The Rams obviously cover here in the under, obviously hit. The Rams are going to the playoffs. They are in as the sixth seed heading to Seattle. The Rams winning also means that the Bears got in as an eight and eight. Seventh seed. Rams are plus four and a half at Seattle. Open. That's correct. And the Bears will go to New Orleans where they are nine and a half point dogs, I believe. Packers beat the Bears 35 to 16. Aaron Rodgers was outstanding. Green Bay is just 13 to three. You mentioned, uh, that, uh, Chicago fish. It's worth
1: noting, by the way, Aaron Rodgers had, there were four picks that were dropped by the Bears. Sure. Yeah. So he had four touchdowns, but he, there were some, you
0: know, I don't think you're worried about and, it. And
2: this game was 21-16 with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. So it was the score belies.
0: Yeah, it belies the actual outcome. Um, yes. Mitch played. He didn't play great. More likely to make noise in the playoffs. Rams or the Bears?
1: I think the Bears actually cover. Uh, is Jared Goff playing?
2: Is I don't know. Is that four and a half? Point spread a slap in the face to Jared Goff. Do you think he's like, What they're gonna? They don't even know if I'm playing. That might be John Wolford out there they get. We're only a four and a half point dog. What
0: that sounds that sounds low. Yeah, I think they think Goff's gonna play. I think I think, they, I I mean, think the are more likely to make noise in the playoffs because the Saints, while good, yeah,
1: right. I'm sorry, you said the Rams. I was, you maybe. think the Rams are gonna be the ones Is that we said
2: maybe. I like, but I'm here's the thing. leaning towards the Rams.
1: Jared, yeah, more than so than the Bears, but the, the Rams ain't making any noise. Jared Goff's not going to be 100%. When he is 100%, he's infuriating, and you have to rely on a defense just to score 21 points a game.
2: True.
0: They're not well, a great in, matchup. In
2: starting, <laughs> is <laughs> that – I mean, look, the last time they played, the Rams only scored nine points against the Seahawks because Jared Goff was just getting beat up and he couldn't do anything. You throw in a guy who can run around uh, – that's you know, not a bad athlete. Is this guy, changes. I didn't watch
1: a lot of this game. Can he run around?
2: He had 56 yards rushing on six carries.
1: All right. Hey, let me ask you guys this quickly. What are your thoughts on, and you know, we talked about Giants fans being irate Sunday night. Cardinals fans weren't pumped about Kyler Murray going out with an ankle injury and not coming back to the fourth quarter. He sort of was sitting on the bench, looked like he didn't feel great. Obviously he tried to gut it out, didn't look great when he came back in. Should he come back in sooner? Should he stayed out?
0: No, you can't. I mean, you want to make the playoffs, but you're not thinking Super Bowl. And- what does that mean? Well, should it mean, come back or not? No, dude you got you got to make sure Kyler Murray's healthy.
1: Oh, I see. You're saying long term health. Yeah, because you're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Let me ask you another question, Breach, and I, I pose this to Eric Casilius. Um, should Cliff Kingsbury be a better coach?
2: Yes. I mean, I, if you have to put this on one person. Whose fault is it? The Cardinals didn't make the playoffs this year. You have to put it on Cliff. Cliff right. Here's,
1: it. here's my scale. Like if you have Kyle Shanahan, you're winning three more games probably. If you have Mike McCarthy, you're winning three fewer games. <laughs> so K- Kingsbury is literally right, right smack dab in the middle of Shanahan and McCarthy. I feel like in terms of, uh, he's, he's just average. I mean, they're eight and eight. The record says they're average. His coaching decisions were average. He was way too conservative and they should have won more football games.
0: Yeah, I agree. And the offense isn't what we thought it was going to be. Like it's fine. It's good at times, but it's not this high octane unit. Breach gets to dodge a, uh, Cardinals tattoo as a result of thank
2: uh, God. Yeah.
0: Um, Uh, I have a, I have a tattoo update.
2: Wait, who does Brenton have? The Bears, right? Bears. Yeah. Yeah. The Bears still in the Colts. Uh, But the Cardinals started five and two. There's no reason, you know, you, and their schedule was so easy. They were six and three after the Hail Mary, and everybody was like, "Oh, this is you know they beat Buffalo. They're six and three. Literally, if they win three more games, they're going to make the playoffs, and that's all they had to win was three of their final seven games, and they could not do that."
1: Yeah, do they you guys lost. want a tattoo update? Yeah, I ta- I finally told my wife.
2: <laughs> oh my god!
1: I had buddies text me from college that I-, I talked to, but not about work stuff, and they're like, "Uh, my son saw a TikTok. <laughs> You're getting a tattoo." Wait, what? I, the social people put that stuff out there and like, I saw the Instagram video and I was like, Jesus, I haven't told Audrey yet. So I finally told her last week and I did, the one, part of the reason I held up on telling her, cause she's been stressed out about school and the pandemic and the holidays. And I was like, eh, she's going to slap me if I tell her. She's like, listen, uh, what do you think about me getting a tattoo? I've never even asked her about it. it. She goes, oh, I love tattoos. What? What do you think? What? What a plot twist. Well, here's the thing. And like, she's, uh, she's an art teacher. She like has a, she got her background in some painting and stuff. So well, what do you think about me getting a, a face? She's like, what? Portraits look terrible as tattoos, number one, in general. Like, it's hard to do portraits. Uh, I was like, what do you think about me getting a picture of this redheaded guy that you don't know? <laughs> <laughs> and I had to explain it to her. And she's like, this is what she said. She goes, you tell Branson I have final say. On what goes on your-. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so then the rest of the day, I got to like, oh, all right. I said, "Look, you can draw it up. It, breach has to do it too." She goes, "Breach, breach is drawing." Stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's the, that's that's the that's the bet that I made. She's like, "Why are you betting?" <laughs> I was like, "On what planet is Ryan Finley winning a football game?" That Just is plan. hilarious. Uh, so that's, that's where we're hilarious. at. We'll see. I said I don't have to get it right away because breach, breach has to pay for it and Breach has to figure out what it's going to be. But I'll consult you before I go <laughs> any further, lady.
0: That's that's that sounds like it's a your go. I think you're excited yeah. about this right good
2: yeah. now we just have to find someone to sponsor this for our live stream when it eventually takes place oh
0: we're gonna do it live all right
2: yeah oh, That's it's gotta be live
0: all right uh seahawks beat the 49ers 26 to 23 the 49ers covered the plus seven came through the back door russell wilson and tyler lockett hooked up for i think two touchdowns seahawks finished 12 and 4 the 49ers finished 6 and 10 uh the seahawks will now as we note host the rams Uh, and then the Saints, uh, 33 beat the Panthers 33 to seven. That put the Panthers, uh, the Saints, excuse me, at 12 and four, Panthers at five and 11 and guaranteed the Saints the two seed as a result of all these teams winning. It's wild how many teams have double digit victories this year. And so we have Packers one, Saints two, Seahawks three, Washington four, the NFC, the Bears at Saints, Rams at uh, Seahawks, Tampa at Washington, not nearly as compelling as the three matchups on the AFC side of the bracket.
1: Not as, but I think here's what could be potentially interesting, not compelling. If Alvin Kamara's COVID situation has not cleared up. Yeah. I think the Bears can cover. <laughs> they're, they're not winning. Sure. Cause you can, you don't need Drew Brees to win in New, uh, New Orleans. Sean Payton's proven that. But Alvin Kamara not being there and having to lean on 30 year old Levante Murray might make things. Latavius Murray, but yes. Latavius. Who's Lamont? That's the basketball player, isn't it? I don't know. But anyway, it, it, it could make things slightly less boring. Agreed.
2: Uh, but our you – know, and we just asked about who would go further, who has the best chance to make noise out of the Bears and the Rams. And one reason I picked the Rams just because Seahawks have been a little iffy here down Seahawks the stretch. Seahawks have been very
0: good down the stretch.
2: I mean, this game really felt like it was one – the 49ers, again, have like their third-string quarterback. They We've always talked – we've talked about their injuries plenty of times – And Seattle won this game by the skin of their teeth. I mean, Russell Wilson threw for under 200 yards. They've gone. They were losing late,
0: and then they managed to like just rip off two quick touchdowns. This is the third game in a row they
2: finished with under 200 yards passing, and third game in a row where they finished with under 305 total yards. And so like, and now they're playing a Rams defense that's really, really, really good, and that has given Russell Wilson fits in the past. So I don't know that it's a lock that they're just, you know, they're playing a team for the third time that, that Seattle's just going to, and that's probably why the, the point spread's only four and a half points is because Seahawks are just struggling right now. They win, but they're struggling.
0: Yeah. Um, Saints, do you feel like the Saints can make a deep run? Defense is awesome. The last two weeks have done, has done a lot to make me feel like the Saints are going to be fine.
1: And again, you don't need your breeze. Right. Yeah, they can make a deep run. Okay. And they whipped um, upon who they they whooped upon the Bucks.
0: Is that right? Lost to the Packers at home, beat the swept the Bucks. Right. Okay. That's right. Um, all right, let's do some quick takeaways from some of the other games. A few that did not matter. The only four games that didn't matter for playoff purposes. Pats beat the Jets twenty eight fourteen. Pats cover over hits. Cam Newton has a monster fantasy day. He had forty one fantasy points. Is that right? I think
1: this is the first time all season he's thrown more than he's thrown at least two touchdowns.
0: Is that right? He had two. He had some rushing touchdowns too. I mean, yeah. You know, this game, he caught not, a touchdown pass as well. Jacoby <laughs> Myers threw a, a touchdown pass to him. Um You can check out the Adam Gase's Fired podcast in the podcast feed. Cameron I got fired from that. One of thirty podcast. for two forty-two, three touchdowns, and then he didn't run for one. Weird. I mean, he caught the one right. That's crazy. Um What? uh that was Cam's last game in New England, right? Yeah, There's I don't know. Bringing them back, like who's more
1: likely to have a job next year, Dwayne Haskins or Cam Newton?
0: Uh, like, Cam Newton for sure.
1: I feel like it's Dwayne Haskins, just because he's twenty-three or however old he is. Cam, ha- if Cam's not healthy, then yeah, he he has a chance to play. But if he's if he's as good as he's going to be, I don't know what he adds unless he's a emergency backup. I mean, that's just the way it looked this year, right? I like Cam. I think he's great. I like him healthy. And now the right. just have the number two pick and they have the number 27 pick as we sit
2: here. That's and
1: they true. have $68 million in cap space and
0: not a terrible job.
2: Trade for Sam Darnold.
1: Yeah. And there was a report, a Sheffield report reported Sunday morning that either they're going to trade Sam Darnold or they're going to trade out the second, the number two pick. So they're not staying put at number two. They're trying to look some – get some and
0: I Breach and I discussed all of that on the Adam gates emergency pod to so make sure – All of it. it. I um, didn't get a call. Chargers 38, Chiefs 21. Um, Yeah, the Chiefs had all their backups in. Darwin Thompson had a big game. Justin Herbert had a huge game. We saw Big Mike Williams played well. Chargers finished 7-9. Chiefs finished 14-2. Does Anthony Lynn save his job with a four-game win streak to close out the season?
1: Sort of feels like it, but I don't know. Like he – JLC wrote about this Sunday morning – like everyone thinks he's a great dude. Yeah. Everyone the organization does sort of when you, like if you watch hard knocks, you got that sense.
0: He does a lot of ph- uh, philanthropical work outside of the,
1: but the game mismanagement issues. That's awful. Very real. And very real. you got to get that sorted out. You can't have 12 men on the field, on defense, in critical situations. That stuff has to stop.
0: Yeah. It's bad.
1: But look, the, the talk, the, the, you know, the point in his favor is like, Hey, look what I did for Justin Herbert, me and Pep Hamilton. So that, that's, that's huge. Yeah. I bet he gets one more year.
0: They really like him in that organization. Yeah. And he did, did win 12 games, which is hard to, easy to forget. And seven to nine with a ton of injuries. You can see all the stuff leaking out. I think he could, I think he could steal one. Uh, Raiders 32, Broncos 31. The Broncos cover plus two and a half, the over 50 and a half hits. Drew Locke and Derek Carr each had 24 fantasy points. Raiders finished eight and eight. Broncos finished five and 11. Um, do we is Drew Lock the answer? Is Derek Carr the answer? Yeah,
1: one's more than the other. I'll tell you that.
2: But no.
0: <laughs>
1: reach more disappointing. Eight and eight Raiders. Eight and eight Cardinals.
2: I thought you were going to ask me more disappointing. Brandon McManus missing a seventy-yard field goal, or Brandon <laughs> McManus missing a sixty-three-yard field goal. 70, this game was nine. the highlight of my day with those two long field goal attempts, but they Your both got blocked.
0: Game management too.
2: Awful, awful, awful game management. I would say the Raiders were the more disappointing. Game I think game. so too. Yeah.
0: I, think I don't know why. Sure. Um, I think Drew Lock. I, I don't think, I think LOL ride Drew Locke again next year. He's shown enough, like he's flashed enough that they'll try to keep it, keep it going for next year, but. Uh, it would be worried. The Jerry game- Judy finally had a nice little show. He had a. Nice- He's had two good games on the stretch. Yeah. They were feeding the ball, force feeding the ball. Get
1: well, Cortland Sutton back, and you know, a year more with Drew Lock. Maybe, maybe so.
0: Yep. I Vikings think- thirty-seven, Lions thirty-five. The Lions cover the plus three. The over fifty-three and a half hits. Kirk Cousins had a monster game. Ran for a touchdown. Threw three passing touchdowns. Marvin Jones had a huge game. Vikings finished seven and nine. Lions finished five and eleven. I don't know what you take away from this, but it may have been Matthew Stafford's last game with the Lions. You hey, should uh, at least
2: mention the worst roughing the passer call in the uh, history call. Call. of football. Uh It was fourth and goal for the Vikings from the one. The Lions blitzed. Great sack. Uh, like, literally textbook perfect sack. It, you can't do it any better. And the Lions get called for roughing the passer, so then the Vikings get... Another set of downs from the one-yard line. The Vikings score a touchdown, and obviously that's a huge sequence in a game where uh, the Vikings only won by two. All
0: right. Let's get to winners and losers. Breach or Wilson, who wants to throw us off for the winner? I'll give you a winner.
2: The Cleveland
1: Browns. They're going to the playoffs for the first time since 2002, mm. and they beat Mason without to get there. It's a huge win for them. That's great. I mean, they, they could have been out. They lost last week to the Jets. Which is like the most Browns thing ever. They bounced back, found a way to win. And who knows, maybe they'll win a playoff game. I don't remember the last time I don't know what the history book says, but the last time they won a playoff
2: Nineteen ninety four, Belichick versus the Patriots. There you go. Way to go, Breach. Boom. My winner is the Los Angeles Rams. Their quarterback had thumb surgery five days ago. They called up this guy who wasn't even was in the Alliance of American football. Was that what he was doing? I can't I, I give my else? John Wolford. Yes,
0: Breach, come on. Yeah, AF.
2: And the AAF, and they had to win on Sunday to get a win with their backup quarterback, and they did it, and now they're a threat because their defense is as good as any in the NFL. If you have a good defense, you can win in the playoffs.
0: Uh, My winner, obviously, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Sure, you could say it's the Packers because they clinched the number one seed or any of these other teams, but, man, I cannot overstate how bad a loss it would have been if the, if the Colts only two loss of the Jaguars, only two wins of the season would have been two, uh, would have been over the Colts. And if the Colts had missed the playoffs because Philip Rivers lost in a shootout with my, or like a duel with Mike Glennon and it was hinging there for a minute as the, and it just felt like it was about to open up and they, they staved it off. They made the playoffs. I think they can make some noise. I don't know if there's, you know, win the Super Bowl, but I think that, uh, but they're big winners for taking down that game and not gagging it away. How about a loser breach? Or Wilson? Oh yeah, Wilson, go ahead.
1: By the way, if they're making noise, the Colts are, they're winning the play, they're winning the Super Bowl because they're going to beat the Bills. So if they beat the Bills, then they're going to be automatically my Super Bowl team. Um, my loser, New York Giants, cause Debo's. Doug Peterson's quit on the NFL and caused all Giants fans to lose their collective minds on Sunday night because Nate Sudfeld uh, couldn't will the Eagles to a victory in a game that no one in Philadelphia wanted them to win. So the uh, the Giants, who uh, found a way to win on Sunday and get to six wins, uh, could not find a way to win the division. Ryan, I want to ask
3: real quick. I want to hop in. It- I feel like... Brinson, Breach, and I are, are all along similar sides. Are you very anti-Doug? I just want to clear
1: that up. No, I just thought it was weird. Like, I didn't know what was going on watching the game. Like, okay. it was just weird to me, like, some of the decisions are being made. It wasn't Mike McCarthy weird, because Mike McCarthy does his things like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Like, if Mike McCarthy brought C.D. Lamb to play quarterback, I'm like, oh, that's just Mike McCarthy. Like, Nate Nate Sudfeld thing, I know he mentioned it during the, the week or it was leaked out or whatever. That just seemed sort of peculiar. And it seemed like he he was straight up just like I want to see how many different ways I can lose this game in anger as many Giants fans in the process. And on some level, I respect that. But in in the moment, it was it was peculiar.
0: Cool, uh, breach.
2: Uh, my loser is the Miami Dolphins. Ah. Do you want the Dolphins? I can have a different loser.
0: Yeah, if you got a different one, do that because all I have is Dolphins.
2: Okay, my loser is Mike McCarthy. Uh, we already talked about it a bunch on this podcast, so it won't go long here, but I will say you are coaching with – possibility to be in the playoffs because we didn't know what was going to happen in Washington Philly. Multiple decisions in the second half. And it was like you were trying to get yourself fired. If, if <laughs> Doug Peterson didn't have the worst coaching performance of all time on Sunday night, this is what people would be talking about was how bad Mike McCarthy was in this game. Uh, I don't know what the deal was. They were smashing watermelons a couple weeks ago. I don't know if he forgot the watermelons, but this was an embarrassing <laughs> showing by McCarthy. And you know what? Somehow, despite that, my boy Andy Dalton was able to keep this game close. Uh, even though McCarthy did his best, yeah, I not right.
0: help. Right, so, my loser is the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, huh? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, my loser is the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tuckerville. Yeah, Tua played mm-hmm. awful on Sunday. Awful at no point was it were they a threat to try and steal that game from the Bills. They were Can not something
1: to- quickly. If Ryan Fitzpatrick hadn't been on the COVID list, you bring him in in the first quarter, don't you?
0: Halftime at the latest. Okay, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I think there are a lot of like, you know, if you're an Eagles fan, it's a nightmare because you're gonna to have to deal with this Carson Wentz, Joe and hurt stuff all, all season. Well, Dolphins fans thought they finally solved the quarterback position, and they're gonna spend the next four to five months having a debate about do we stick with Tua or do we roll with somebody else in the draft. Nobody knows the answer. Tua hadn't looked good; their medical concerns still about him. So this is gonna be a hectic offseason season for Dolphins fans. All right, that's the show. Recap in Week 17. Make sure and check out the feed. We'll have a Brady Quinn football show coming, Black Monday coverage, playoff previews, best bets, all kinds of stuff as we get ready for the postseason. For Ryan and John, I'm Will. We'll see you guys later.